I was just grateful that I had the courage to try. Yeah. Because before that, I couldn't try anything. I'd been bullied for so many years. So I always kept to myself. We, we want to create a world where women empower each other. I, I really wanted to be a mom. Mm. I wanted to be a mom. So that's why I, I gave it like another try. I am changed. Yeah. I am completely changed. Hello, Wisdom and Wellness family. Welcome to a special podcast. This day, we are celebrating Women's Day in South Africa and I am joined by three incredible women. You probably love them. They are your faves. I'm sure of that. But before that, I just want to wish all the radiant and beautiful women a happy Women's Day. So I've got the Nivea Radiant and Beauty Squad starting with um, Shurufatsa Musida, Miss Essay 2020, a published author, mental health advocate and recently a TV host and the most talkative one here. You wouldn't tell. Uh, I literally had to say, girl, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Then we've got Anazad Omar, lifestyle, fashion and beauty content creator with a mission to empower and inspire all women through her work and life. I love that. (laughs) And lastly, we actually started together. We started together, Mungai Mapo, professional makeup artist, entrepreneur, full-time beauty and lifestyle content creator and her most important role, a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy story when we, I think you kind of got into the content space 2017 2018 yeah yeah and same with me and i was starting my salon and we worked together Mm. and i'm telling you guys now yeah and she (laughs) did my my makeup but the one day i will never ever forget was when i was supposed to open my salon Mm. and we weren't friends like that like we just was like we know each other and i was supposed to open my salon and then my construction wasn't wasn't done crazy the craziest story and she took my phone and she texted everyone to say it's not happening. And till this day, I will never ever forget how you just came through for me when I was literally like that day felt like the yeah. pits and the pits of hell. So oh. this feels amazing to have you seated on my my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's get straight into the conversation. So going back, starting with you, um, Vonga, you obviously left a profession in yeah. like you were a professional nurse mm. and you started off as a makeup artist and then content creation but tell me a little bit about that transition from nursing to a, a beauty space before it became a thing yeah so I actually wasn't planning on becoming like a content creator yeah you know back then it wasn't it wasn't known yeah it wasn't like a thing so I hate working if there's anything that I hate in this world is working for someone else. Yeah. So when I was when I was going for my practice and I was going for my training, I I just didn't feel like at, at home, at place. Mm. And I was always stressed. I was depressed actually. Yeah. yeah. So when I discovered makeup, I started doing makeup on people for fun, in fact. Mm. I was doing makeup on my mom, I was doing makeup on my sisters, and I actually realized that I loved it and I was very good at it. And just to tell you guys something, I used to wake up at 4 a.m. to to catch the taxi (laughs) and to go to to work. And I would wake up to beat my face at 4 a.m. to be at work at 6 a.m. So my face was always beat. I was always done up. And people would be like, you don't look like a nurse. (laughs) (laughs) You don't look like you're supposed to be here. So I think that was the reinforcement for me. Like people kept telling me, you're so good at this. Mm. You could be on a billboard. You know, you could be somewhere doing 
not this, mm. you know. So I just I just took it upon me to start doing makeup fully. I, I just plunged myself in there. Yeah. And it worked out. And Azad, how did you get into your um space? Yeah, so Long story short, I was studying marketing. I always knew I wanted to be in the creative space. Um, And then as soon as I was done studying, I got a corporate job, which was the worst experience of my life. But I'm glad I got to experience it because now I know what I don't want to do, which is being on office. So while I was doing um, the corporate work and then COVID hit and I was always online, but not consistent. Ah. So I had my little community, like friends and family, but I I didn't keep it up. Mm. But when COVID hit, obviously we had more time at home and I started picking it up. I was more consistent. Then I started seeing people started enjoying my content. I started making friends online. Mm. And then I think it just started picking up from there. In 2020, I won the Nivea Skinfluencer um, search. (laughs) So that also (laughs) opened a lot of doors, um, a lot of opportunities on the online space. And the community just kept growing. Now we have TikTok and um, the community there is incredible. So by the day, I just keep growing that community. And yeah. So when did you know it's time to leave your corporate job? Um, When I woke up and I couldn't get out of my bed. (laughs) I I I couldn't physically get up because I was... I wasn't mentally okay yeah. and I didn't want to be there. That's when I took the decision, like I'm sending in that resignation letter. I didn't have a plan B, yeah. but I put in that letter and I'm like, I'm going to make something else work, but not this. Yeah. Then I started freelancing, started growing my online community. I still do work full time, okay. but that's at a digital agency and I still get to work in the space okay. and build those connections. So yeah, at least now it's something that I'm enjoying. Yeah, But I think I it's important... <clears throat> To mention that because um, especially in the space we're in, people think it's easy to just quit yeah. your job and doors it are going to open. But for you to mention that, no, I still freelance. There's actually still work happening behind the scenes while I'm pursuing this. Mm. I think it's very, very important for people to know, especially in the job climate right now. Yeah. But should I want to hear about your, your, your career and how that kicked off and was it part of the plan? No. <laughs> no, it was never part of the plan. Um, I, had, I was studying... Um, and I remember I had just graduated with a triple major, philosophy, politics, and economics. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to get a job. This is a nice degree. Almost killed me, but at least now I'm done. And then you find that there are no jobs. Sure. And mm. I had to work retail. Um, what? I worked, yeah, because I had to pay off my fees in order to graduate. Yeah. So I worked as a stylist, um, at an incredible place because uh, my boss was a really nice guy. Yeah. So I worked there for seven months. And even after I paid my fees, I still needed to work in order to basically live. Yeah. And then December, seven months into it, I spoke to my boss. I'm like, listen, I resigned and he asked to speak to me. And I'm like, listen, even if you offer me more money, I'm not happy. I'd rather volunteer than work here because I'm not happy. Yeah. Um. And then I quit my job with no plan, Uh, flew to Cape Town, stayed there for a month. And I had just saved up enough to basically pay my registration for my honors degree. Mm. But I didn't know what plan I had beyond that. Then my mom was like, no, she needs X amount for my sister's school. And that was exactly how much I'd saved for my registration for school. So I'm sitting there. I remember I was in Seapoint and I was trying to figure out what's going to happen next. Like, what am I going to do? 
Um, and then I think it was like four days later, I got a call that I got a scholarship. Um, and I did get a scholarship and they decided to basically pay for everything. Mm. And they gave me an allowance that was just like the exact amount I used to get paid sure. at my old job. Wow. But um, even with that, I knew that education is important, but access to opportunities is, is even, even more, more important. Yeah. And I think there's not enough focus on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? I see people in this space, because I just wanted to work in a space where I could help yeah. the world and serve the, the, the global community. And I was like, let me enter Miss South Africa. Not to win, wow. but just enough to get people to recognize what it is I want to do sure. um, and have access to opportunities because of that. Because networks and yeah. all of those things are really important if you really want to get somewhere. So I'd never done a pageant before. I could barely walk in heels. Um, I'd never dreamt of being Miss South Africa because I was like, this is not for people that look like me. You know, I don't yeah. have hair, um, curvy. Curvy, yeah. Um, so I'm, I just want to do it enough just for people to understand what I'm about. So I entered Miss South Africa and I remember when I was doing my entry video, I was wearing my mom's top because uh, I hadn't gone shopping in a while oh, and wow. I was wearing a duke because I, my hair at the time, was, it was during COVID, so my hair at the time <laughs> was, was like, like looking horrible. So I'm like, you know what, let me just do just this do thing. This. I remember people had like one minute, 30 second videos. I only had 30 seconds. And I was like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hi. <laughs> what else am I supposed to say? Hi, yeah. I'm Shudu. Yeah. Cool, shop bye. <laughs> and then I entered and I remember um, when I entered Miss South Africa, when they told me that I'd made it, I was like, hmm, okay. okay. Let, let, let's do this. And then, um, yeah, at every point, what I did was started contacting different people, especially in Limpopo, yeah. um, when I'd made it to the top 35 and top 10, to basically help the community during COVID. So I did wow. the donation of like food packs, like worked with organizations that would give 2,000 monthly meals to, to, to different people at mm. home. So I was back and forth between Limpopo and Joburg. Um, I was donating sanitary pads because the thing is, um, those things should be a basic human right, yeah. but they're a privilege for so many people. Yeah. Um, blankets, food. Uh, I was basically basically working so hard to just show people that what I'm about is serving is my community. Yeah. So even if I don't win, for me, it was never about winning. It was just showing up enough in ways that even if I don't win, I can still call I've people and say, I don't have much experience, but what I have done is X, Y, Z. Okay, cool. And then I saw that people actually liked liked me. I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> let's, let's use this. To let's my use advantage. So I, I, yeah, we did a lot of work in different communities. Um, my foundation adopted a school for children with special needs, and right now they have computers through wow. a partnership that I put together for them. They got another big partnership with um, Special Olympics. Yeah, there's so many things that happened in trying to empower others because I come from those places. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I also give them access while I have access, yeah. even if it's for a short time. Um, yeah, and then I I won my South Africa, yeah. which was a, a very weird thing because when they were announcing the top five, I was the last one to be called. But to be honest, I was just grateful that I had the courage to try. Yeah. Because before that, I couldn't try anything. I'd been bullied for so many years. So I always kept to myself. Sure. You're like, I'm the most talkative one here. But that's that's how I grew up. I only do it when I'm around people I'm comfortable with. Mm. But I'm very introverted. Mm. So even yeah. doing a competition like that was very hard for me because it was anxiety every single mm. day, day, tears every single day because you just feel like you're not good enough to yeah. be there. But you have to do it. You know, you have to do something. Mm. Um, so they're calling the top five. 
I was just with incredible women. And I remember looking up and saying, God, thank you so much for this journey. Wow. I promise I will be okay. I don't need to be in the top five. It's okay because I thought I didn't make it. But I said, thank you anyway. And they announced my name. As soon as they announced my name, I'm like, oh. Okay. (laughs) The crazy thing is I remember watching and... The minute I saw you, I think all of us do this thing where we identify our person and yeah, then we yeah, go and yeah. The minute I saw her, I'm like, that's it. She's Miss Essay. And I went and I even tweeted. I'm like, yeah. that is Miss Essay. The crazy thing is you the didn't whole even time, see it. I didn't even see it. I didn't even think about it. So when they said my name, it felt like someone did this. Like, you know, like, they, like, yeah, like, <laughs> and when they said my name, it was just, um, it was the most beautiful thing because you realize that when we give ourselves a chance mm. yeah. when we try. Yeah. We always expect, because in my caption when I entered, I said, I'm expect like I said, I'd rather fail forward. Mm. Why we why I why was I expecting failure? Because sure. um there's always the other side, which is success. Success, yeah. yeah. And what's happened now is that I never planned for it, but it's basically opened up so many other opportunities, given me a bigger platform to give or try my best to make sure that through my work um, other people have access, impacted, if yeah. not to different opportunities, but access to information yeah. to, to empower themselves. Sure. You spoke about bullying and my follow-up question speaks on identity, yeah. um, especially in a space. We, we're in such a, it's actually sad, the world we're growing up in. I think of my childhood and we just got to be kids in yeah. primary, in high school. We just got to do whatever and you didn't have to worry about what other people thought because it's not online. Mm. Now we find ourselves in a space where we're online, we work online and there's benefits, but there's also the downside. And so I want to ask um, all of you ladies, have you guys been impacted by bullying, experienced any sort of bullying that made you question your own identity? And how have you stood firm in who you are amongst everything and the world and the space that we're in? So I think for me, yeah, I've experienced that. Um, more especially, I think what happens is when you're a public figure, mm. people almost think they know you. They know you, but yeah. But they don't. Yeah. yeah. They think they know you from the way that you obviously present yourself and everything. But I'm so lucky that I know who I am yeah. and I was raised that way. Like I'm very self-aware. I mm. know I know myself. And, and anything that people actually say online doesn't really affect me like that because sure. it doesn't... Because what matters is how I see myself. Yeah. So how the world perceives me, that's on them. Yeah. So mm. for me, nah. 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 <laughs> nah. Um, personally, I think we we can't run away from it. I yeah. mean, I experienced it very young as well at school um, where girls turned against me and we, we want to create a world where women empower each other, but I got to experience what it was like for for girl hate. You yeah. know, it's a thing. So from a very small age, um, I think that actually just developed a thick skin. Mm. And I learned very early that you need to have this thick skin if you want to make it in life. Because yeah. wherever you go, people are always going to have something to say. Yeah. Now it's even more because obviously social media yeah. is from people you don't know. Yeah. But when you get it from people you know and that you thought were your friends, that actually makes you so much more stronger. Mm. So I think because of that today, someone, a stranger on the internet doesn't really phase me because okay. I've Lucky been you guys. <laughs> Block and place. So yeah. my theory is it's selective, um, what is it? Yeah. Selective... 
hearing consuming. not the hearing but like consuming. <laughs> you, 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 you choose, choose who yeah. you want in your space yeah so yeah block and blaze i'm so glad you guys have come to that point for me it's hard because my work involves me immersing myself in people yeah, yeah. so if i say i don't care what people say then i don't get to do this i have mm. to care what people say and so now it's the balancing of yeah how much is too much caring and yeah. um <clears throat> Yesterday someone made a very nasty um wrote me a very nasty message and I showed it to my husband and I was feeling very sp- spicy and mm. I said do I respond or do I block and he said no just leave them because how else will they learn and I'm like you know today is not the day yes. and I blocked and maybe some days I'll have grace but there are days where it just gets a lot so yeah. should it back to you on bullying how did that affect the person you have become Um I was bullied um in primary school and a little bit of high school so I was bullied for 7 years straight straight and um growing up in the village I was a very extroverted child mm. I wanted I was like that person who could make friends with anyone mm. you know um and then I moved to this place and yeah it was just 7 years of trying to fit in and trying to understand why it is what is so wrong with me that sure. people actually find joy in making me miserable. Sure. Um so yeah that that really altered my identity a lot because I moved from being an extrovert to being an introvert. Mm. Um I moved from being someone who's very open to someone that's very closed. Mm. Uh where I have very little friends because mm. I just don't I'm not that person. You can't open that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I once you know me I'm literally like an open book. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. Once you know me <laughs> you know this. <laughs> I'm an open book. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. I like i the reason why i have very few friends is because once you know me you realize how sensitive i am um and it's only i show that to people who i know won't take advantage yeah, of that be because uh what happened was seven years of people saying oh she's easy you know sure. like, let's just pick on her mm-hmm. um and then that really changed me i remember i couldn't even look in the mirror for so many years i hated the mirror um i started overthinking um and i think at 14 i even had suicidal ideations because of how they would treat me it was horrible um and then i moved schools but even when i moved schools i just didn't want to make friends i just yeah. didn't want to connect with anyone so you moved schools because of the bullying no no i moved schools because um my stepfather passed away and my mom okay. got a different job but that was the best thing that ever happened to me so when i moved schools i just didn't even want to make friends because it felt like when you put yourself out there mm. and people see that they 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 hurt you which is why i couldn't try anything for so many years sure um because i was just scared of putting myself out there and if i fail what if i get bullied again but on mm. a bigger scale which happened with miss south africa because when i won miss south africa even before i won miss south africa um online bullying was yeah. horrible the sexualizing yeah. was the sexualizing the tribalism um everything yeah. um yeah. and i remember i would when i won miss south africa i would trend every single week yeah, yeah. every single week yeah, yeah. to the point where i remember i asked my manager do these people want me to kill myself because clearly i can't do anything right sure. um and like you said in this space i would usually just ignore it yeah. but my work involves mm-hmm. you know people, showing up like, like i'm an ambassador of the country but it got to a point where i actually had to delete twitter um and not use it like i used to, i used, i love twitter because it's funny like yeah. that's the one place that makes me laugh but i had to have a different relationship with social media where um like i said i'm very open but now i'm very selective about what i show yeah. and which platform yeah which platform um i'm very selective about what i say uh where i do have a lot to say i do have a lot of opinions but 
it just feels like not everyone deserves to share them absolutely because, uh, be, deserves to, to to hear them because some people don't know how to you know receive it mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. and even if you go on social media sometimes i'll be quiet and then someone will just decide to say something nasty it doesn't affect me that much anymore um actually it doesn't affect me at all when someone says anything bad but there are times where i want to respond because people Don't think they know and mm. i want to be spicy and then i'll be like hmm. there's a bigger picture there's a bigger picture <laughs> yeah. and I, I, there is a bigger picture yeah. i actually feel like when you feel like responding you should you really should mm-hmm. it's just a, a form of setting boundaries some some days you can say i'm going to be quiet and yeah. that's fine that's you setting your boundary yeah. and some days you can say you know what i'm going to give it back to you and trust me those guys don't want to hear. My no, biggest but, fear is the screenshots and then you do something impactful and then the next thing they're like, screenshot, screenshot. But not even that. I'm accountable to so many different partners that I work with where sometimes the reason is not worth it is because people want you to respond so they can use that to make you lose other things. You need to, like, I realize that there are people that are just nasty for no reason. They're hurting. They're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. And I just got to a point where I could respond right yeah but when i respond it could be me trending for the next week that's that's it oh, yeah. and that's they the get thing. and they get to move on and they get lives. to move on so yeah. there's yeah. with me i block yeah black and black, black and black. <laughs> I, I, I literally i will blo- i will look at it i'll be like hmm because it's like me putting on hair and people think they can um like police yeah you know, that don't, you're not allowed to do that True. fun fact about me i do what i like yeah. <laughs> tomorrow you've got cornrows next week you've I, got curls yeah. I, I, could wake, I will literally wake up and you'll find me with a piercing if yeah. i want to like yeah. my mom has given me the freedom to express myself yes. in any way yes. since i was a child even in high school i would dye my hair all different colors i've just always been expressive in that way that when i see someone and to be honest it's mostly women yeah yes when i see someone uh saying anything or trying to police how I look mm. or how I dress, I would block you. Yeah. To I would block you. you. I've, had, I've actually had people try to find me on other social media platforms just to apologize. <laughs> and yeah. I would not have blocked just you. Like, nope. And then they're like, what did, you, what did we do wrong? No, 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 no. Leave me be. Yeah. You know, like, leave me be. Allow people to express themselves. Be kind. There's be nothing kind. wrong with being kind. Yeah. Mm. And I think social media has lost that, but they don't understand the extent to which it affects people. Because we have different experiences as to, like, how we deal and with we it. Deal, yeah. But young kids right now are killing themselves because of social media social bullying. Media. Yeah. 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 And Azad, you entered Miss SA three times, mm-hmm. more than three times before you could actually walk on the stage, right? Yeah. I want to know what what did that experience teach you? Because it's easy to just say, oh, I got the success, I got the crown, and this is what I learned. But yeah. what if you don't get the ideal goal or you keep having to try? So that whole experience of putting yourself out there so many times, mm. what lesson did you get from that Sure. There's a lot that you can get from it. I think the most obvious one is to keep on trying. Mm -hmm. Like it just teaches you that if, if it doesn't work out the first time, it doesn't mean that it can't work out the second or the third. And I relate to a lot of what should we say to where my purpose of entering is not necessarily just to win. Mm. It's, it's a platform that really equips equips you with so much yeah. there's so much that you can network with you can grow with it's it's a great platform yeah so not winning it doesn't mean that i've lost yeah i've actually gained so much yeah and the reason i kept going back is like obviously 
we do want to win. I'm not going to deny that. But it's also taught me the resilience. Mm -hmm. Like, if you ask me today, the platform that has taught me the most about myself, I'd probably say Miss South Africa, because it's it's shown that I'm actually so strong and able to go back and fight for something. And then back to the idea that so many girls, women, young like girls come to me and be like, I look up to you so much. Mm. And that's that's why I do it, because mm. I know that girls want want to be Miss South Africa, but there's only one Miss South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many of yeah. us. Yeah. And the idea is sometimes not about winning, but what you can do with the platform and how can how, sorry, how you can leverage from it. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn. I've grown. Um, I've become more confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's also built so much relationships with brands, my mm-hmm. exposure on my social media, people. It's it's a brand that you can, you are, you're creating. Yeah. And Miss South Africa helps you lay a great foundation for that. So. I love how you speak on resilience and mm-hmm. also understanding that there's only one Miss South Africa. And I think in relation to just live, we've we are in a space now where we we are made to think everybody has to be in the forefront. Yeah. And, and if you're not in the front, your role doesn't matter. But mm. I was at an engagement where I was speaking about that, that not all of us are going to have the big platform. Mm. Not all of us are going to win the title. Not all of us are going to do things that everybody's clapping for. But everyone's um, journey, everyone's position, like... It matters because if yeah. we're all number one, then who's doing the background work, the important work? Yeah, yeah. it's the small things. It's like small the other things. day I went to my primary school um, after a long while and everyone was so excited. Yeah. They knew who I was and it's the small things. I'm not doing it for the bigger picture. Yeah. Like yeah. Shudu said, there's Impact. so much you can leverage from it and your community is yeah. so proud of you yeah. and that already fills your cup so much. Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's the small things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vunga, I want to talk, um, I think it's important that you and I talk about motherhood mm-hmm. um, and for you, it didn't start off smooth sailing. Yeah. Um, but how has motherhood changed you from loss and then coming back to saying, actually, I want to give it another try? Yeah. So I, I think me coming back uh, to try it again is just uh, who I am. Like mm. um, I kind of, I do take no for an answer, Yeah. but then I am a very strong willed. So I want things to happen for me. Yeah. So that's, I think that's what led me to, to trying again. I mm. mean, I was hurting. Mm. I was hurting so much. And um, my husband, he wasn't, he wasn't keen, but I, I really wanted to be a mom. Mm. I wanted to be a mom. So that's why I, I gave it like another try. And it happened. Mm. It happened and we were excited and it's led to this moment. I am changed. Yeah. I am completely changed. Uh, it's actually funny to say that I don't remember the person that I was yeah. before I had Aiden. Yeah. I don't remember. I try to jog my memory, but I can't I can't <laughs> recall. I've become more sensitive. I'm more compassionate yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, I've always been an empath but now I actually feel like uh, I can stop and feel feel a lot of emotions I never used to cry I wasn't a cry and now I cry but absolutely (laughs) anything anything will make me cry um I love it yeah yeah it motherhood has also made me lonely yeah but part of it yeah it's part of it I think yeah and I just want to um 
touch back on 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 loss because I know so many women experience loss yeah. and and it really can feel like it's 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 the end, right? Yes. How have you or how are you managing to keep the memory of a child you you carried but is no longer here, but also make sure that your 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 son that you do have gets the best of you. I think uh, what I've I, what I actually decided after I had my son was um, I will remember my daughter mm. like uh, in my head, mm-hmm. and then all those small little things that I've kept mm. in our house. But I try not to uh, impose it you know, like yeah. on my son. Yeah. And we also even try not to to speak of it like, you know, too much. Yeah. I have a little box of things that I've kept yeah. of her, like uh, the stuff that we had bought, his cans and everything mm. like that. Mm. And to be honest, I think it's a lingering memory because every time everybody that I carried with when I see their kids, uh, I'm always like remembering remember. it. Yeah. So yeah, I'm... I try by all means not to like out there. Yeah. But I have it's a journey. my memories in a box. Yeah. Yeah. Should you, um I think finding out now that you're your I now I understand why you're such a mental health advocate, mm. listening to how you were bullied and to a point of being suicidal. Right now you are sitting on global stages where that is kind that is the conversation. And right now, what is an emphasis when it comes to mental health and women on a global spectrum? I think it is the gender equality. Um, and I mean, that's because the world is set up in a way that does not support women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you find that, like what you're talking about now, people, they just expect you to be fine. We expect it to be resilient. Yeah. Uh, but the truth is women bear the brunt of societal needs on yeah. their shoulders. And they're never really given time or the space to examine their own feelings sure. because we always expect it to be mbogotos. You yeah, know, like pick we expect it up. It, pick it up. But the truth is um, women are suffering in different places where we realize that we are privileged as we sit here because um, in different parts of the world, in different parts... Uh, um, of of Africa even, um, women are being violated on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, some girls aren't even allowed to go to school. Some sure. girls aren't even allowed to leave the house. Um, so the conversation ar- around mental health is, in our context, mm-hmm. it's basically the protection of women's rights. Uh, but in a patriarchal society where even when we are successful, there's still a level of imposter syndrome mm. that we have where we question if we belong at the table, if we actually get the chance to be at, at the, the table. table yeah. um, young girls right now is in Rwanda and they're speaking, they're already preparing their minds to offer um, sexual favors in exchange for jobs. Sure. Um, but that, that's the reality where you can tell them, oh, school, school, what, 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 what. But, but they're like, after this, what's going to happen is, um, what happens is you go try to get a job, you sit down, Someone will sexually harass you, and if you speak up, you're not going to get the job. Mm-hmm. We have to feed our families. We don't, and the girls are speaking to are, are, are orphans. Mm. So when they go back home, they're being sexually abused. When they go to work, they're being sexually abused. And it's almost like there's no space for them to succeed in the way that they want to, sure. because the world from birth, they're stripped of their bodily autonomy, they're stripped of their rights, they're stripped of. Um, access to opportunities because it's tit for tat when it comes to them. Hmm. So the conversation is bigger than just, you know, like we feel the things that we feel, but the bodily autonomy of so many 
young women and girls around the world has been stripped and they're already preparing themselves to be tormented and harassed and violated um, in an effort to succeed. So the question becomes, how do we change the narrative for them? And when we speak about mental health, it's not just on a very basic level. Mm. It's to empower these young girls to know that they can say no, mm. for them to be so self-aware that they know who they are. Who you are, yeah. Because once you empower someone's mind, you're changing the narrative Everything. not only just for them, but for so many other people around them. Sure. Now, it is Women's Day, and <clears throat> it's, it's exciting and all to celebrate. Happy Women's Day. But when you mention... Um, such things, it's just like, yeah. are we still celebrating or are we fixing problems? But I do want to get a little more, a, 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 a more positive narrative. But how have you think we as, and I'm posing the question to all of you, how has have we as women evolved, not only in, um, in our autonomy, in our beauty, but even in our thinking? Um, what's your perception of where we are as women today? I think we, we're more empowered Um we are aware, actually. Yeah. We know what's wrong. We know what's right. We know right. what's right. We yeah. know what's unfair. We yeah. know what's fair. So I think uh, that is that is really nice. And also, I love to see women in leadership positions, something that we haven't seen in like a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So I love to see women winning. I love to see women leading. Mm-hmm. I love to see women, yeah, just doing it. Representation, yeah. yeah. I think what's also important is that these exact women that are in these positions, like ourselves, mm. are using these platforms to continue spreading, spreading the message, educating and empowering. Because as much as there are already so many of us, there's still a lot, a lot that more. aren't. Yeah. So uh, this day is so important because it's a reminder of all the work that we still need to do. So that's why it's so lovely to see all these women in all these big spaces continuing to take them up, mm-hmm. but also using it to our advantage to continue educating our young girls mm-hmm. and telling them that, you know, like you said, using their voice. So, yeah. Uh, I think I love the fact that women are not waiting anymore to get seats at the table. We're creating seats for ourselves where we empower other women to come and sit with us. Mm. Um, I like the self-awareness too, where we know what we deserve Mm. and um, we know what we deserve. And I know that obviously there's the good and the bad, but the beauty of it is that we get to speak about it and we get to build, you know, um, and basically burn the the systems and the institutions that disempower us. So I like like the fact that we're creating our own seats in different spaces, Mm -hmm. even using the things that um, uh, uh, people would tell us make us weak. Yeah. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. because there's those things where, I mean, like what we're doing right now, we're having a conversation, but this conversation is going to... maybe touch many people's lives yeah. as well. Like what you guys just spoke about, about yeah. loss and motherhood. Yeah. Um, so many things that we spoke about here, but we are using the things that are very feminine, yeah. but very beautiful in ways to to change the world. Yeah, our vulnerabilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually look, um, I've been reading a book by Bishop Jakes on disruption and he speaks on disruption as a good thing. Like mm. in order um, for, 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 um, in order for for movement to happen, there has to be a pain and for someone to decide yes. it stops with me. So mm-hmm. when I think of Women's Day, I think of the woman who decided 
you know what, actually, we're stopping this, we're going to march. But that's disruption. It's not just like, okay, let's go, let's go mm. do this. And so even these conversations, I think it's a form of disruption where in a few years' time, it will be a different thing of, oh, remember, we were just spo- speaking that yeah. women are starting too. Mm. Look at how women are now actually taking over. Yeah. So for me, I think I've got a little bit of hope that there's disruption happening and women are the ones who continue to disrupt everything that's happening. So, still on Women's Day, which woman, and I know you're all going to want to say my mother. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So, your mother and uh, which woman has had the greatest impact um, in your life, in your career, in your thinking, and why? Uh, Viola Davis for Uh, me. Yeah, I relate to her so, so much. Uh, More especially because she's a dark-skinned woman and she knows the struggles. She knows, yeah. So uh, Viola is, she's my hero. Have you read her book? I have. Did you not weep? Yes, I <sighs> cried. I, I could not stop crying. <sighs> yeah. I weeped so much. I was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. But you have yeah. so much more appreciation mm-hmm. for her work now when you know her story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, there are a lot of women, but maybe from the top of my head, yeah. uh, it would have to be Dr. Pumzile. Okay. Um, Lambunguka. Um, the reason I say that is because she hasn't only... Um, guided me and like empowered me but I see her doing it for so many women around the world Mm. Um, I was she was doing the opening address that women deliver in Rwanda and she said there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women and when she said that she's not just saying that she She means it she She means it because she does it not just for me but for so many women Mm. and so many different communities and I look up to her because I've seen what she's done to empower other people, where mm. she's not standing alone, gatekeeping, mm. you know, her success or the doors that she has. But instead, she holds your hand and she walks with you through those doors. And if you get stuck along the way, you can just have a conversation with her. Yeah. yeah. And I, I love that so much and I respect that. Um, and I respect, um, yeah, she, I respect her. Yeah. <laughs> that. Um, I think I want to give a little bit of a different answer because mm-hmm. I was going to say my mom. Yeah. <laughs> but I think um, I want to become that woman that inspires others, okay. especially as an Indian Muslim woman. Mm. In my culture, women don't, especially growing up, women don't have a say. Yeah. yeah. It starts off with our dad at home. Yeah. Whatever he says is what goes. Then it's husbands, it's brothers. Mm. Throughout my whole life, men have always told me what to do. And for the first time, I see it in my family. I see it in my community. I am an example of a woman who's breaking those ceilings that Mm. these men have created. And I'm even getting a bit emotional. But like, it's, it's always, it's this mentality that I always had. And it's something that has taken me so many years to break and that I want other girls to also start seeing the potential that they have. Mm. So I want those girls to look at me as an example that no man can tell you what to do. Yeah. You are independent and you're strong. So I want to turn into that woman that other women can feel inspired to keep on doing what they want because growing up I was always told from what I wore to where I went to what I wanted to do everything was so controlled and to finally be breaking those barriers is life-changing for me and that's what I want to show to other women as well yeah it's so important and I think of all the different women you guys mentioned how 
their impact is so generational yeah. that it's touched you. And I know for a fact you're you're touching the next person. And that's why it's so important that we ask these questions because it, it, it shouldn't just end here. In mm. five years' time, in 10 years' time, we should be in a better place because the message keeps on spreading, knowing that as a woman, actually, you're allowed to make the decision. Like, we look at our, my, I look at my five-year-old, four-year-old daughter, and she tells us what she wants to wear. And that old thinking of me wants to say, no, I'm your mother. But it's mm. what are you teaching already? Yeah, You're teaching yes. that someone has a say. And yes, obviously there's room for being a parent and a mom. But for the most part, we need to raise our daughters for them to have their voice. Yes. Yeah. Who's yours? Yeah? Who's yours? <laughs> <laughs> it's my this is my platform. <laughs> Mine. I have I have so um yo, I have so many. I think the obvious one would be Mama O. Yeah. Um she's inspired a whole lot of us. But today I wanna mention um Sarah Jakes. Mm. I remember picking up her book at the age of 17 or 18, where she wrote her story of how she fell pregnant at 13 years old, right? Mm. And that's what actually made me remember that I was sexually assaulted because it was something I had almost put at the back of my mind. Mm. And reading her story and how she t she changed that um, into... It, like she, it, she uses that story to empower um, other people and impact other people's lives and to just see how she's carried that and she's still so vulnerable and saying, just because I'm on this platform and I've done the work, it doesn't mean I don't go back to that moment. Yeah. It doesn't mean I don't get so, I don't get insecure. It doesn't mean that I just walk into rooms and I feel like I belong. Yes, I do. And yes, I'm more self-aware, I'm confident and I'm doing great things, but there's still that. And for me, it speaks to vulnerability, which is such a big thing for me. So yeah, Sarah Jakes for me has reminded me that it doesn't matter what has happened in your life. You shouldn't necessarily throw the story away, but you use it to encourage others because how many others have gone through the same who just need someone who looks like them to say hey look it's hard it's gonna be hard but we're doing this and you're allowed to absolutely yeah, yeah. so sarah jakes <laughs> all right so guys beauty standards um have evolved we went um from television it's actually crazy when i think about adverts 10 mm. 15 years ago <laughs> and where they are now um and they've evolved and it's 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 now it's normal to see someone with short hair on a cover yeah whereas it was not it was mm. never a thing right <laughs> and we have come a long way but how do you guys feel about your shade of beautiful this shade yes <laughs> oh i love it growing up i um i didn't like my skin my ah. skin color to be honest because we grew up like you're saying on tv where mm -hmm. only light-skinned women were considered beautiful yeah. and everyone else is just like, ooh. Sit there. Just sit, <laughs> sit there. in the corner. Um, so I didn't feel beautiful, but now that I'm older, like, I love it. I can't <laughs> wait to give birth to brown babies yeah. with my skin tone. I really, I genuinely really, really love it because I wake up just being grateful um, um, for it. Um, and I love that I'm just like the perfect combination between my mom and my dad yeah um yeah and i i love being black love it uh for me um i love my skin hey i i don't have any problems with my skin i just realized when i moved to south africa people had a problem with dark skin <laughs> i'm sure it was like how yeah, what it was like culture shock yeah, what do you mean on? so going back to what i was talking about 
I always had this reinforcement from home. Mm. Like, you're beautiful. I'm quite darker than everybody else in my family, yeah. by the way. My sisters are light, light-skinned. Mm. So I was always the most beautiful oh, one. Oh, the special one. Yeah. 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 So I thought, like, I was gorgeous. I thought my skin <laughs> was freaking amazing. Sure. And then I moved to SA and there was that seclusion Light-skinned girls were better, obviously. They mm. were prettier. Mm. I was not the pretty one. I was the awkward one, the the dark, mm. the nerd. Mm. And I just kept to myself because mm. I realized I don't fit in. But it never really affected me like that because I've always known that I'm beautiful. beautiful from home. Sure. So I just thought maybe I was different. They didn't like me because I was different. Wow. So I carried that perspective. And yeah. it's it's crazy that you mentioned that because at home we are always so loved and so beautiful yeah but then when I go back to school again yo there were such bullies there but anyway (laughs) (laughs) um at school that's when I started being more conscious about like my skin and how it looked because I'd never thought of it before yeah and I remember at school they used to call me turmeric because my religion I don't know they just call me turmeric. Sure. So it got to a point where I remember I went to my maths teacher. She was also an Indian lady. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ma'am, they're calling me turmeric. Like, yeah, this what is does it mean? crazy. And me expecting her to be like, okay, let's go get the principal. Let's go find these children. She's like, and what are they calling the other kids? And I'm like, nothing. And then again, I expected to say like, okay, then that's mm. bullying. Let's mm. go find them. And then she just looked at me and she was like, do you realize how unique and special you are that yeah. people have to come up with names no. <laughs> yeah. to try to bring yeah. you down? And that yeah. has stuck with me till this day. And yeah. I always go back to that. And it just shows that when you're unique yes. and when you're beautiful, yeah. people will want to try and bring you down. Yeah. They'll mm-hmm. give you names. They'll bully you. But then you just have to remember the beauty of it all. You're beautiful. Sure. You're unique. Come to think so, of it. Yeah. <laughs> was actually bullied but i think i don't realize <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, it's, i don't realize no, that no you I don't see bullied. it mm. and that's why i wanted i wanted to say like as someone who's raising a daughter right now you're emphasizing how important it is to tell her exactly who she is yes. at home yeah. and emphasize it because it like the way you're telling you're oblivious <laughs> you're just like i was fine she's, she's, like, was she's like they're the problem yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys sit over there because i'm special but she's like okay <laughs> maybe maybe there's something wrong with yeah, you. yeah. yeah. <laughs> me i don't know it's about you yeah and honestly i think if a lot of us have that it's 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 amazing because yeah. people will, people are always gonna talk there's always, always. gonna be this mm. group and that but if there's that self-awareness yeah. it's like okay yeah. sit over there i'll sit here with my with my special so um you guys are amazing i love you guys oh, such a good conversation but um i have to go i have to close off and i'm gonna go to something i call my wall of wisdom mm-hmm. but before that um, i want to start a little differently so i love the radiant and beauty advanced care body lotion right and mm-hmm. cream um especially winter because it's obviously very very moisturizing so i want to throw it at you guys Pick your fave uh, between the care range or the even tone range and why? Mm. Mine is definitely the advanced care. Okay. The brown bottle. The brown bottle. Yeah. That's my that's that's my favorite. With yeah. The avocado oil, yes. almond oil, all the oils and vitamins. Mm-hmm. It just and also it smells really good. Yes. I love, love the scent. Mm. And like you said, for winter, yeah. my skin gets very dry. Mm-hmm. So I love the little tub. 
Yeah. That's definitely my favorite. I'm a tough girl. Also a tough girl. <laughs> uh, I think I love them both for different, uh, yeah, yeah, for the for different specialities. The the radiant uh, advanced key yeah. is it's a little bit thicker. Yeah. It's on the thicker side. Yeah. And I think it's great for uh, winter, not yes. summer. Yeah. It's really great for winter because. You don't really need to add anything to it for no. you to get moisturized. Yeah. And then the um, the ra- is it the Radiant Beauty? Yes, or the, the even, even Tone range. Yes. yes. Love that because of the consistency. Mm-hmm. It's very light. So when in summer, mm. it just sips into your skin. doesn't feel like you're wearing anything. I hate to feel like there is something <laughs> sitting, sitting on top on of you. my skin. Yeah. So yeah. that just sips into your skin. Yeah. So for different occasions. Yeah. Different I really love the advanced care, the brown bottle, because mm-hmm. it looks really nice. <laughs> That's aesthetically pretty. No, it's like it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I like it because I hate having dry skin. I find it so like embarrassing. Yeah. It's so embarrassing. I, I find it so embarrassing that even in summer, mm. I still prefer this one. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like growing up, I used to use the, you know, the dark blue. Yeah. yeah. So that was like my fave. That's the I was that... still loyal until I got this for my goodie bags. I'm like, okay, I'll switch. <laughs> no, no, I was like, I was so loyal. Like, it's the craziest thing about working with Nivea is that I've used it my entire life. So yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's like, oh, okay, I work yeah. with them now too. But I really like this one because I just have a thing where every time on my 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 ankles or my, like my. Actually, I'm so embarrassed. I so know. Like, I just want to rush to a corner, fix it, and pretend like nothing but, happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it just gives me that mental, you're good. Note. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. sorted. Yeah. yeah. When you talk about embarrassing, like, the, actually, you know, it's like one of those things where what's embarrassing, but that's not that's not supposed to be embarrassing. Yeah. Everybody yes. gets ashy, but it's yeah. like so embar- like you feel like you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, I, I don't know, that, yeah. do you guys get cracked um, heels? Yes. Yeah. I find it so embarrassing. Yeah. I even find it embarrassing with my husband in winter when I scratch his legs. It's just like, oh, why don't you take care of your feet? Do you know, do you know what my, my partner said? What? Uh, when my ankles get ashy, he's like, you're exfoliating. <laughs> But it literally is that it's exfoliation. It's just That's like so no, no, he's very, he's very spicy. Do you guys use? Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever used EJ, like a stone to scrub. Yes, but yeah. it makes it worse. Really? Does it? No, no. I swear, because <laughs> I'm putting my mom on blast here. But <laughs> my mom used to use that thing, and it never got better. I feel, and also before I went to Miss World, right? Yeah. There's this thing that they say you must use a foot mask and then mm. all of it comes off. Yeah. Actually, my heels got worse after I used <gasps> that thing. Like Is that, it? I swear. Like, and what kind like, of and heels not, do and you I, have? <laughs> and my, like, I was fine before that. I never struggled with like you know, but then after that, and I'm not the only one. My friends had the same yeah. thing. She used the same thing, and her foot. Actually got drier after that. I don't know what it is, but I actually found this like nice. Um, obviously, you need to really moisturize it. Yeah. But even when you do that, sometimes it's not. It's like, doesn't uh. go away. But um, I found this nice treatment at this place where they just put. I, I think they call it a midi peel. Mm. And I swear, for the first time in when did I go to Missoula? Twenty twenty. For the first one in for the first time in two years. Yeah. My heels are much like much better. So we shouldn't use a. Do you use a stone? I, I do. Like which one? Like a, an know, aesthetic those, one or the called? those? It, not the rough, rough oh, one. Okay. I think those ones you can find from Cleeks. The black yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're that. not buying the one from the original oh, from no, the no, streets no, and no. exfoliating with an orange sack? Like no. we passed orange, that. No. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get to my wall of wisdom. Um, you each can now answer it. We'll start with you, Shudu. Uh, mention a book or podcast that you highly recommend. 
a book that I highly recommend. Oh, What Happened to You by okay. Oprah Winfrey and okay. I think it's Dr. Perry. Yes, Dr. Bruce Perry, yeah. Yes, because um, that changed my life because of the trauma that I've had in my past mm-hmm. where my question was always what is wrong with me, what is wrong with me? And I've now changed it to what happened, what happened to, to me. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I asked myself what happened to me, I realized that it wasn't my it fault. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. So that, that that book really honestly changed my life, like changed my life. Mm-hmm. Uh and I love the physical book, by the way. Yeah. Like the audio actually makes the biggest difference because it's a conversation between ah, okay. Um And then a podcast uh, that changed my life. I really like, I really like uh, Bishop T.D. Jake's stuff. Yeah. Because especially when I was in, when I was at Miss World, mm-hmm. um, there'd be times where I felt like I'm weird, I'm yeah. awkward. Um, and I remember not just the, the the podcast, but like actually the the, the church, sermons, the sermons yeah. at church. And um, he said, "Why would you want to fit in? Sure. Mm. When you fit in, there's nothing special about you." Mm. Yep, sounds like one guy. Literally. And when I listened to that, I remember I was in the bus and I was so emotional on that day. But when I listened to it, he's like, "Please stop trying to fit yeah. in because you're not meant to, meant fit, to fit in. in. There's a reason why you're different. There's a reason why God made you special. Yeah. And if you want to fit in, who would? Why would you just? Yeah. Um. For me. A book that I really recommend is Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Even her TED Talks. Um, But specifically Rising Strong, it really helped me during my Musese journeys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just talks about falling down but getting up and having the courage. To get up. Because if you don't have the courage, you'll never know what's on the other side. Sure. And it it touched Oh, why am I stuttering? <laughs> it touches on so many things. Yeah. Especially uh, also the bullying and the judging. And when people are, she she defines it as being in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. And people on the outside are so quick to yeah. scream and like tell yeah. you what to do. Rather tell them to come fight them. Yeah. So stop letting the people outside of the boxing ring telling yes. you how to fight and call them come to fight. fight, fight. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely recommend that book, especially yeah. for people who are going through failure. Okay. Mm. It makes you look at failure from a different, different perspective eye, yeah. rather than just seeing it as the end of the road, mm-hmm. but only the beginning, how you can grow from it, how you can learn from it, and really just see how you can take that opportunity and make it and turn it into more. Mm-hmm. So Rising Strong by Brene Brown. Podcast? Don't have one? Brene Brown. Brene Brown. <laughs> I love Brene Brown. I just have to say something to you. So you entered in my year, right? Yes. And I remember um, there were the closed interviews. I think it was the top 35 interviews or something. Mm-hmm. And Werner, actually, out of everyone, he said you are his favorite. Wow. Um, because you said, I think, what do you like watching? Brene Brown. No, no. The, 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 you liked watching some weird stuff. Uh, Korean dramas? <laughs> <laughs> At the time, I think it was Korean dramas and none. It's so into them, so it's not weird. But um, he remembered the fact that you're just yourself. Mm. Sure. He said he liked how you were just yourself. He's sure. like, she's she's different in the sense that she's not afraid to be herself. Wow. Yeah. And that stood out for him, I remember. Like, Aww. it stood out that I actually just want to start watching something different too, like anime. So I could be... <laughs> yeah, it's know. the Korean drama. Yeah. So, so I wow. just... I, yeah. And, and, and in terms of the failure thing and how... I don't think you failed in any way. Yeah. I think actually mm-hmm. you you have been more successful than what you realize because whoever meets you, 
um, you leave a lasting impact in everyone's life yes, because ma'am. you're so kind and you're such a light mm. in every room Cry. that you <laughs> that you walk into. But I never forgot that he said that. Literally, I think it was when we went to the offices for the pictures or the makeovers, the top 35 yeah, pictures. Yeah, well, yeah. After you left, all he could speak about was in his heart. I'm like, Christos, I'm sorry. So I just wanted you to to yeah to know that. Oh, sure. wow. I find that to have like a childlike innocence. Yes, a childlike yeah. innocence. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. very light. Oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but my podcast guy. is the, your higher self. Okay. It's hi, your your higher self by it's Helen Rose or something like mm-hmm. that. But she speaks a lot about. Um, about being being yourself, mm-hmm. you know. She speaks a, a lot about self-awareness, yes. actually. Okay. And also she speaks a lot about being online and like just seeing how people can see you differently mm-hmm. online and preparing yourself, like um, like a public yeah. appearance mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I really like listening to her from that perspective. And also she is... Um, she likes yoga, and, which is something that I'm tapping into. Yeah. And I just find her calm. Good for you. And peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Book? Book, uh, A Thousand Splendid Sons. By who? It's A Thousand Splendid Sons. Who is it by from? Paul, Paul, Paul Coelho. I, I oh, yes. Yes, Paul Coelho. The, yes, 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 yes. Night, but yeah, I okay. really love it. It's about resilience anyway. Yeah. Yeah, which is something that I relate to because I don't. I, I really don't come from a very privileged background mm. And I've had to build myself yeah. way up. So have you guys yeah. all read The Alchemist? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, and The Alchemist. Yeah, it's funny when I first picked it up, I was just like, mm, "What is going on here?" Mm. And then, like two, three years later, I was like, "This is the best book yeah. I've ever written." So I think books are very spiritual and favorite. seasonal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. a quote you live by. Quote you live by. Bible verse you live by. A word. The Bible verse, like even when I'm down, my uh, my aunt always reminds me. She's like, "Don't forget your favorite Bible verses, Jeremiah twenty nine verse eleven, mm, um, because there are times where things don't work out the way that you want them to." So yeah. I always remember. Um, I know the um, for the I know plans. the plans that I have for you, plans mm. to um, to give you a future. I've, I've experienced a lot of loss over the last few years. Yeah, but um, the crazy thing is, on two occasions where it like was ringing in my head. Um, my grandfather, who is the absolute love of my life, uh, when he passed away, that felt like the end of my life. Um, but I remember I was outside and I just kept on thinking about it. And like, you know, you're crying your eyes out, yeah. like crying your eyes out. I was listening to Waymaker, mm. but also thinking about it where I prayed and I said, thank you, God. You know, you're praising yeah. God in your toughest time. Yeah. That was when I was like, okay, cool. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And it still hurts, but you get to see, you see God show up in different different ways. ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not be in the way that you expected, but he shows up in different ways. Sure. On what Shuda is saying in Arabic, we call that maktub. Maktub. And it basically means just trusting the process process, and whatever is meant to be will be no matter how it unfolds. And a quote that I also love to live by is fall a hundred times, but get up a hundred and one times. Yes, ma'am. It's no secret that I've fallen (laughs) many times, but I'll always choose to get up because falling down means learning so much Mm. and getting up means getting up stronger. So if you fall, you just get get yourself up up and dust it off and keep on going. Mm. I live by what she just said, actually. Trust the process Mm. and Godspeed because for me, I, I take 
everything that happens in my life um, as an opportunity to become better. better. If it's yeah. if it's bad, yeah. If it's good, it's good. Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. And I, I, I really love everything, every little experience that I've experienced in my life. I appreciate it. Wow. And I take it as is. Loss, happiness, joy, sadness, anger, everything. Yeah. I embrace it. And I take it to the next step. So trust the process. Mm. Trust every little process. And I, I always say, in anything that I do, hashtag grateful, grateful, grateful the for the mishaps, grateful for yeah for the opportunities, grateful yeah. for literally every single thing. Sure. So I love yeah. that you guys say that we were having a conversation the other night, and for me, it's on 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 perception. I realized that the most powerful thing I've ever done in my life mm. was um, let go detach mm. yes. i think we attach so much yeah. we're so attached to the outcome yeah we're so attached to it has to happen like this and when i was so attached to how it had to happen the way it was supposed to happen, i was so miserable but once you detach yes we still have the goal yes you still have the vision but you fall in love with the process that when the thing comes it's just like oh yeah. this that's why amazing yeah. have you read tuesdays with maury Yes, I have. Oh my gosh, one of my favorite books. I think, I don't know if there's a reprint. I saw something about, I think it's a different type of one about Maury as well that just came but it's out. Cra- but it's crazy how um, I didn't understand when he spoke about detachment. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. Yeah. But like you're saying, when you detach from how things are supposed, supposed to happen. To- and I have to remind myself that because where I am now, I didn't plan for it this way. But yeah. when you don't plan and you just, Present. Yeah. yeah, present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most beautiful thing, especially for creative people. Because mm. I think we can get so stuck in this, it has to be this way. And then you just become so miserable. But when mm. you detach, man, life is beautiful. My yeah. last question. <laughs> what did you want to say? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys are going to fill in. <laughs> you guys must fill in the sentence. I'll start with you, Vongai. A wise woman once said, I don't know what to say. That okay. will, you should, I give you, should I give you a moment? Give time. <laughs> How, guys? Um, a wise... I think I'm going to say a wise woman once said, be kind. Be kind. Yeah. That's it. Just be kind. Yeah. With everything and anything you do. Yeah. Who's Just the wise woman? Kind. My mom. Your mom. There we go. <laughs> On that, actually. The be kind, yes. But respect everyone. Respect mm. everyone. And that wise woman was my grandmother where... Mm. You respect everyone mm. the same way you'd respect the president. You mm. respect everyone in the same way. Um, because once you learn to respect humanity, you get to respect yourself too. Wow. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah, stop and listen. My mom always ah. used to say that. Yeah. Like, you need to take time. You will, you will, like a lot of things will pass you yeah. if you don't stop and listen. Sure. My mom used to say that to, to us a lot. Just stop. stop. And listen. Just stop and be attentive. Hmm. And then you get to see a lot. Sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Thank um, you. You guys have been... In, you are not... You, I feel like you're ready to say, what did your wise woman say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, looking, I was looking. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, yeah. uh, excuse us, are you going to answer the question? For me... Um, <laughs> A wise woman once said, I'm the wise woman. Yeah. There's grace for today. 
Oh. And everything, um, no matter how hard the day is, yes. there's grace for it. Yes. No matter how amazing the day is, there's grace for it. No matter how nervous you are, you've been the fact that you are there. God has given you the grace for that. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's I just it. noticed both of you have like a tattoo in the same spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mine, I wish I did a different font. She's <laughs> like, why was I in my cursive era? <laughs> Couldn't I just choose a simple font? I don't have a tattoo. You don't have tattoos? Oh. I don't think you're allowed to. Are you allowed, allowed to? to? I'm allowed to do no. anything. Oh, you're allowed to do I anything. Think my, I think my, my, my issue is always like the pain. Oh, like when I when I think about tattoos, I think about pain. Oh. But I know that uh, when I have children, I wanna tattoo their name. Yeah. I thought I was gonna do that, but I still yeah. haven't. So I don't know. <laughs> what is that, Mungai? It's fire. It's a flame. Okay. Yeah. When did you get it? Uh, my son. This one, my son. I got it. When did I get it? A few months ago. Oh, yeah. Your first. No. First, ta- first tattoo. No. no. Uh, you're plenty. just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's in the conversation. Thank you so much. And once again, happy Women's Day. Thank you to Nivea for making sure that we have this beautiful conversation with amazing women who bring so, so much to the world that we are in. And today, don't forget, you are radiant and you are beautiful. I'm Pumila Daba. Thank you for listening to Wisdom and Wellness.